Hi, I'm Maureen Spielman, and this is Mystical Sisterhood. I'm a soul care coach and lifelong learner committed to creating conscious conversations around joy and healing. Each week, I'll host healers, intuitives, and other courageous women doing the necessary work of reclaiming our worthiness, honoring our intuition, and letting the light in so we can more clearly see the light in others and ourselves. My intention is to plant the seeds that lead to insights and revelations for you, the listener. Please join me in building this global magical sisterhood. And thanks for being here. Welcome back to Mystical Sisterhood. I'm Maureen Spielman, and I'm here today with Alicia Isaacs House. As you get to know me, you're getting to know that I'm all about creating conversations around joy, healing, and creating community. And I'm having these conversations with healers, intuitives, and what I call other courageous women. And I'm finding most of the time people overlap in all three categories. Um, Today's guest is Alicia Howes, and she's here uh, to talk to us about the Akashic Records. I think that Alicia does all these things masterfully uh, since I've met her years ago in our son's grade school. Um, I've been enlightened uh, with so many new concepts, ideas, uh, questions, revelations. And so every conversation I have with Alicia is always one where I'm learning so much. So thank you for that. So the more professional bio, that's my own just beautiful container for Alicia, but she is the founder of Your Soul Story and International Soul Connection Expert. She's explored thousands of soul stories for over 22 years. I'll let her tell you a little bit about how her gift was discovered. It's a fascinating story. And prior to that, she was a global management consultant, and it was a health crisis that led Alicia to explore different ways to work with her body. And then came in the discovery, I believe, of your gifts around the Akashic Records. So now she loves to guide others with just a beautiful blended process um, that guides people to their stories, their intuition, and just really, I think, diving into getting to know themselves, honoring their past, honoring where they find themselves now. So I just want to Welcome you, Alicia, as we embark on this conversation. Um, yeah, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. That that was a wonderful introduction. And I'm very touched. I can feel the love. And I'm just sending it right back to you. Because I think from the very first moment I saw you, I didn't know you. We met in a fair kind of thing. But I just felt really drawn to your inner light. And that's um, that's another one of my intuitive gifts, I guess, is that I see the light or the essence the vibration in people sometimes before I know them in any other capacity and yours is just a beautiful light so uh, I'm honored to be here today in a part yeah of this group. <laughs> oh thank you so much and I think that that's a, just a beautiful place to start even for our listeners is you know really paying attention that often when we're attracted to people, it's not just, oh, oh, I kind of like them, but there's something in them we see. And you're kind of yes. calling it their light or just yes. some sort of vibrational match. Yes, it's something we see. And we all have intuitive gifts in different ways. For some of us, it's just a feeling, just a knowing. Um, you know, we can receive information in all kinds of ways, but we're in, we're all intuitive beings. 
I do it in a professional way, but everybody listening to this today is intuitive. Um, and it's um, how much we've, we trust it, how much we honor it, how much we notice it. And that can really um, amplify how we get to use it as another tool, uh, just like we might use any of our limbs or any of our senses. So, yeah, um, yeah so we're getting, we're getting, we're receiving input all the time. And that includes people's energies. And um, I guess you and I have a good, good vibe going. <laughs> I felt immediately, oh, I like being in, in your field. Like, I like being in your, near yeah. your energy. Yeah. Okay. I love that, Alicia. So, you know, what I'm hearing you say, and it brings me back to when we first met. And when you first started to, I think, just say things to me, maybe it was about intuition, or I remember one time it was you saying that our children choose us. So it would be these kind of concepts that I had never heard before. And they would kind of knock me out of my seat. And then I would go home and ponder it and think about it more. But you are also, I would say, responsible for, you know, placing the beginning seed in me to go into coaching. And I want to say this because at the time you said it, I thought she's crazy. And um, I know nothing. You didn't about- show that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, well, I thought I know nothing about coaching. I am not comfortable. I don't feel worthy of stepping into those shoes. There were a lot of things underlying, but something about that planted the seed that I carried forward, which laid the groundwork, I think, for me pursuing it. And um, but at the time, I just wasn't used to turning to my intuition and knowing that I had gifts encoded within me. And the more I I want to say to our listeners today, too, you may be a person who already has practices and has ways of tuning in to your guides or your own information and wisdom. And if you are not, and some of these concepts are newer or you're intrigued by them, I am here to say, stick with it and surround yourself with people who remind you. Because often, I think with our conditioning, we need to be reminded that it's not all about the outer world. It's not all about you know, we're brought up with grades. Uh, how are you doing on the outside? How much do you weigh? What's your job? How much does mm-hmm. it pay? Like all those things. But I didn't know anything about turning within. So what do you what do you think about that, Alicia? Mm. <laughs> um, well, first of all, I just want to agree with you. Yeah, that it, this world and our life here is not all about these external reflections of what success or happiness is meant to look like, right? Um, you know, what drives us and motivates us is unique to us. And it may not look like what the rest of our family or what our culture or society has decided or taught us that it should be. Um, and I think I'm just going back to that conversation that we had a few years ago. And to me, it was so blatantly obvious that you're a coach, you're a teacher, you're a guide, you're an illuminator for others, right? Um, of of possibilities um, to me it was so obvious and then I had no idea that you were like what <laughs> what <laughs> um, but I think what it is is that um, this is something that we may explore further 
Um, what I've learned through working the Akashic Records, um, and we can talk about that more, yeah. but, or soul stories, is that time, as we know, it does not really exist. It's a construct that we have in human form to help us with linear thinking and processing. Mm. But I've worked in you know, all these years and I've, I've seen how working with somebody in current, in current time can create shifts for them into the future that they'll experience, but also the way they experience and feel about past, whether it's past in this physical lifetime or another lifetime, whether it's a spiritual ancestor or their, their mm-hmm. own you know, DNA or whatever it might be. And so I think that going back to that conversation, I was seeing a, a, this aspect of your soul, which is who is, was or is or was, <laughs> will be already a coach. Like that part of you that is your natural gift was already shining through. Mm-hmm. And so I got a glimpse of it or I, I just recognized it because it's easier sometimes from the outside, right? When we're inside ourselves, it becomes, you know, we have a limited yeah. perspective. So I could see your gifts more clearly. And I think that's one of the gifts of actually is being a coach is that we're looking at or we're, we're reflecting back to our client the things that maybe they can't embrace for themselves mm-hmm. and it and maybe they've never had validated or they felt but they thought or been taught I'm t- I can't do that that's getting too big for my boots yeah that's not how I fit in my family that's not how others see me so they shrink back from the truth of who they are and so that's where you know coaching and this kind of work can really validate you know yeah and others inner being it's so beautiful. So that giftedness of that you as the outside person be able to see that in people. And I think it's true that we may have knowings and we may have ideas about what our gifts are. And then we learned all these kind of coping strategies, these sort of survival mm-hmm. strategies that cover up a lot of that for us. And mm-hmm. um, I think that that was the case with myself. I couldn't see it because no one had ever really illuminated it for me. So what a beautiful gift that you to, and that we know that just leads to more light on the planet when you can uncover that or escort people into uncovering that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because our gifts are, that's a big part of why we came here in the first place. So when we're using them and sharing them, we're evolving, but we're also doing what we came here to do. So I believe that then the universe gives you everything you need to keep on doing what you came here to do. Mm. So life mm. itself becomes more fluid, more graceful, more, I should say, easy or, um, yeah, graceful, I think is the best word. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So when you first started to kind of lean into receiving information or understanding things in a different way how did it come to you and what evolved along the way it was really interesting because I um I was always intuitive just like everybody listening to this is also intuitive but nobody had told me that what I was thinking or feeling or knowing but I didn't actually voice it out loud um um but I wasn't encouraged to um trust what I knew. I, I actually associate, associated things I knew with negative things rather than the good things because of the culture and the conditioning I was in. Um, and so it wasn't until 
you know, I, I, I got really ill and in, I was in a lot of pain. I was told we can do surgeries, but we can't cure this. That I was like, I've got to do something. I've got to figure this out. And so I started working in a whole, you know, exploring this whole world of energy healing and what is energy and vibration. And, um, and so that was when I, I started to do it consciously. But it was in 1997 that um, <laughs> I, I think I might have told you the story. Um, I was working uh, for a big global management consulting firm and one of my team members was leaving the States to go back to Sweden. And we wanted to do something really American before she left. And we were in Chicago. So we got tickets to the Oprah show. <laughs> and so I, you know, we were there at seven o'clock in the morning. And um, this is how the universe works, right? So this woman came out. Um, she didn't introduce herself, didn't say her name. But she said, I'm going to be part of the show. And underneath your chairs is a little uh, note card and a pencil. And I want you just for five minutes to write down everything you see, think, feel, perceive, everything like it's cold, I'm hungry, I wish I had a cup of coffee, whatever it is. And she said, what you write will answer the question that's in this sealed envelope. And she held it up. And as soon as she did that, I knew what the question was. I'm like, well, this is kind of silly. Like, it's so easy. Like, I didn't get <laughs> um, that that might not be so easy. Um, but what the question was in my mind was, what do I need for more happiness in my life? So I started writing down things that I was thinking or feeling, but I was answering that question. And I imagined family and friends seeing me on TV. And I imagined my parents and my siblings um, seeing me. And then what I wrote at the end was something like, I wish I, I've got a recording that's on VHS. I have to convert it. <laughs> something like what I need for more happiness in my life is to visit my family in England. And so at the end of the exercise, um, she revealed the answer and it was what do I need for more joy rather than happiness? And so she said, who would like to share their answer? So I put my hand up and shared and then everybody went away again and, and then about 10 minutes later, a production person came out and said, are you the one with the British accent? And I said, yes. She said, come with me. And she put me right at the front of the audience. I'm on Oprah. I just said what I need to become happier is see my family in England. So I'm like, I'm getting a ticket to go home. That's <laughs> so, so funny. I all this stuff. And so um, I was like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen, but I hope that's it. And then the first guest came out was Demi Moore. And just to cut the story short, she was there actually to introduce her intuitive coach, Laura Day, wow. who wrote a book, Practical Intuition. And that was one of the exercises that she uses. So they did use the clip of me talking about it in the show. And people around the world did see me and call me and say, you on Oprah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so it was funny, but I didn't get that flight. To England. Oh, darn. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I'm sharing this because. Now I'm like, God, that was so obvious that I was intuitive. I still didn't get it. Yeah. I just thought, oh, that was a fun experience. So sometimes we really need somebody on the outside mm -hmm. to help us. So it was when I got sick and I started looking at ways to work with energy that my hairdresser recommended a healer and she guided me through a meditation to help me. And at the end, she said, you don't need me to do this. You can do this. Mm. 
And as you said it, it just flooded me. I was like, I know I can, yes. Wow. And it yeah. just became this wonderful journey of exploring and, and learning, but I think more remembering. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So many amazing points in that. I love it. And that idea that, yeah, she reminded you. It's like you were reminded. It's what you knew when you came onto this planet. You knew that you had these gifts, but Mm -hmm. we often just need to be reminded. Yeah. And so then the gifts just start. I love, I love the whole story too. And Demi Moore and just that was 25 years ago. That was a while back. Yeah. Gosh, it is. It's, yeah. Yes, it is. You'll be it's coming up on 25 years. <laughs> oh, you're aging me a little bit. That's <laughs> the, oh, you're still so young. I'm only 35. <laughs> <There's> no, yes. <laughs> the concept of time. That's yeah, right. right. Yeah, that's so, a whole other thing. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. then um, did that birth into, like, tell us about the Akashic Records and how that came to be. And, and for those who don't know yes. much about them, what does oh, that entail? Yes. So- um, so the first healer I started working with, who my hairdresser said, I was telling her about this health condition. She said, have you tried healing? <laughs> and she said, here, here's my healer's name. Wow. So her name is Judy and, or is Judy. And, and so I started um, learning and practicing with her. And one day she mentioned the Akashic Records and it zinged through me. I was like, what's this, what's that? And so we set up a reading. I can remember it so vividly. You know, I was nervous. Um, I was excited and like all these feelings at the same time. And I, that first reading, um, I'd had a miscarriage the year before. This is, I had the first reading in 20, in 2000 and in 99, I'd had uh, a miscarriage and I'd, for as long as I can consciously remember, I'd wanted to be a mother. Mm-hmm. So it really, it was a very, um, it really was, you know, it's like a, a lot of fear came up about I won't be able to be a mom. And so I did have the reading when my son was two months old. So I got over that bit, but I still had this lingering, like, what was that about? And I still had some grief and guilt. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of that one hour reading, all the grief had gone. Wow. I had such a deeper understanding of the whole experience. And I felt so blessed and so enlightened and empowered and joyful just overflowing with joy mm-hmm. that I remember I wanted to go I lived in um Chicago at the time in a, a three flat and I wanted to get up onto the rooftop and with a <laughs> megaphone and say oh that's what we can do life is meant to be joyful we've had wow. it all wrong like yes this is what we are this is what we can do this is how we can feel and I remember just feeling so um, elated and, and then I was like, I want to do, I want to help. Yeah. I want mm-hmm. to do this. So that's how six months later, I took my first class in um, Evanston, Illinois. I took it wow. Yeah. In the Akashic Records. And um, for those of you who don't know, Akasha, um, there are different ways you can Google it, but Akasha in my mind is a Sanskrit word, meaning it re- basically means energy or the substance from which all life comes. And the Akashic Records are basically... Um, energetic um, records of all the ways that we use energy. So through our thoughts, our words, our feelings, choices and actions in this life or any other life. Wow. And they're not being stored so that we get to be uh, tested or evaluated and like, do you get to go on to the next thing? No, no, no. (laughs) Um, They only contain love and truth. And they're there so that we can look at 
what's serving me? What do I want to explore next? What have I mastered? What am I ready to share yeah. or teach? Mm-hmm. So they're a tool for enlightenment um, and healing. Love and truth are very healing energies. Oh, yeah. Even if sometimes the truth can sting a little bit mm-hmm. um, because it's not what we think we want to hear, but it always leads to more ease and love and mm-hmm. joy and playfulness and all the things that I enjoy. <laughs> yeah. And so when you read, when when you open someone's Akashic Records, Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've done it with you. I've had a reading with you. So I know that when you create the container of a session with somebody, it's, it is in love and truth. Yes. And so I'm wondering, even when there are those moments when the truth is a little harder to hear or realize or see as this big growth opportunity, that it is held in such a safe and sacred way that I feel like I take it with me for my growth more than, oh, there's, you know, there's something wrong with me or there's something, you know, that's been off and I have to fix it or anything like that. It's Mm -hmm. just, yeah, that's been my experience with it, that it's such a beautiful process of discovery. Thank you. And I think one of the things that I hear um, most often is that people feel very safe Mm -hmm. in that container and they might, uh, receive validation that of things that have never ever expressed out loud to anyone, but they get, you know, their thoughts, you know, even journaling. I've even had words that come to me that exactly reflected someone's journal. Wow. <laughs> phrase. Yes. Um, I said, I don't know why they're having me say this way. And I know. And then the client said, I know why, because she showed me a picture. Yes. Um, and so it is only about honoring and uplifting us to our next level. And sometimes to get to the next level, you know, we need to let go of things that we're doing that at some level we already know aren't serving us or are detrimental or non-beneficial might be a better way to say it. Mm-hmm. Whether that's habits or thought patterns or it could be, you know, choices we're making in how we spend our time or with whom. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and sometimes it's just, you know, we already know what is in our highest good, but we've been taught or trained or conditioned mm-hmm. not to trust our inner knowing or to put ourselves first. You know, we, mm-hmm. we kind of push aside what we really want because we feel like, well, what I want isn't as important as what somebody else might want or need. Yes. Because we're not really valuing ourselves. And so that's where it can get a bit uncomfortable because it's, mm-hmm. it's not – it's about saying, do you really want this? Yes. And you can have it. Yeah. But in order to make space for that, there are some things you need to let go. And so, yeah. So, yeah. And it's yeah. true. And it, it becomes, I feel that people probably fall into different camps of some maybe are able to change a pattern just like that. Yes. And then maybe other people that's beginning information for them or building upon yes. what they already knew, like you said, mm-hmm. and it might be a process of absolutely months years for some of us yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. and and that's the thing is that um it's not it's not that we have to... yes one session can be absolutely life-changing like for me my first yeah. reading just completely altered the course of my life um and for others it might be like there's a lot of validation so then it's like you start to listen and trust your inner knowing or your inner voice mm-hmm. or your inner sight a little bit more and that helps make your 
that helps your life unfold more gracefully. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes what we're looking at has so many layers to it that we release some of the layers in that first session. Okay. But we may have been wanting to master something, so we may have taken on many, many different experiences or even lifetimes to really explore the different facets of one particular frequency like forgiveness. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we might want to. There's no deadline. Right. You know, we're always <laughs> evolving. Mm-hmm. And whatever shifts we make um, can have exponential results because it affects everything we do and everything we are, not just, for example, if somebody comes to me with regards to a, a health issue or a relationship issue, whatever we they change or reconfigure in that session affects everything they do. So it can affect their career or their choices and you know, how they feed or nourish themselves or how they show up for others. So it affects everything. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yes. It might be coming in for one part of their life, mm-hmm. but then everything is it's, it's all within, within us, you know? So, yeah. um, yeah, I was thinking about the piece of just even the alignment that you were talking about, you know, when we really know something's in alignment for us too. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, also thinking about, uh, the whole idea of our past lives affecting us. And so a lot of mm-hmm. people coming into you for a session, it might be their first time even exploring this. Yes. And I think the way that when I didn't know this information, I used to think that every way, every pattern that was showing up belief system I had pretty much was me and that there was this lifetime I probably didn't even realize that it was affected by my childhood and things like that, but but then began to know that. But then when people are introduced to the Akashic records, then we begin to know like, oh, there, there's these past lifetimes we're drawing on. So is it that things that we are experiencing in this lifetime are not necessarily always informed by what's happened so far for us in this life, this period of our life? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, there might have been triggers in this life, but, you know, a lot of phobias or unexplained, um, yeah. Yeah. You can't, you don't have a definitive reason for why you can't even say the word spider because yes. spider is uh-huh. so terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, or um, public speaking, I think, is meant to be like the most widely, is the most popular fear, right? Mm-hmm. Really it's not, it's not, might not be speaking. It's actually being visible, being heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that can come from so many other experiences, our own, as well as our ancestors, where standing up or being noticed or uh, being picked could then lead to persecution, punishment, uh, torture, even death. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we just like, you know, we, we bring in certain traits from our genetic ancestry. Mm-hmm. We can bring in traits from genetic and spiritual ancestors as well. And my sense is that if it's showing up in this lifetime, it's because it's an opportunity. You're ready in a way to deal with it, handle it Mm -hmm. or recreate it, you know, have Mm -hmm. a different perspective on it. So I never look at them as a punishment or there's something wrong with me. It's actually there's something right with me because now I can handle it. There's something in me that knows I'm ready to move through or beyond this. Yes. Yes. Um, so they're always kind of juicy opportunities, I think. 
Absolutely. (laughs) And yes, I think that that opportunity, I could really see that if people had individuals had the revelations within a session that, wow, you know, I'm carrying this and that came, I've had sessions with you where I was, you know, really astounded by what I heard and that we can be, you know, even if we have healer type qualities in this uh, lifetime. You know, Mm. you've traced me back to say like, oh, you were the person in your village who really stood up for the other ones or was the wisdom keeper. And I think that that can be really fascinating for people to learn because when you talk about sort of that ping that you had when you first heard the Akashic Records, I felt that when I've heard that information before, whatever it is that you think, that really resonates with me. Mm-hmm. And then you can see that, oh, it it it's 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 been existing in me in the, I guess you would just say in the Kashik records, it's the book of your lives. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The the book of life. Um, um yes, that's another term that's often used for that. Um and um there was something I was going to say then I just lost my train of thought around it. But Oh, yes. You said that ping. You know, I felt it when I heard the Akashic Records. You felt it when you've heard validation about some of your other lifetimes as a healer, um, as um, yeah, someone who speaks up for others. Um, truth with a capital T, can, we can feel it in our bodies often. Um, not always, because based on what we're familiar with or what we've been taught, but truth to me is always expansive. It always leads to, mm. <sighs> like, it, whereas um, a falsehood or lies or things that aren't aligned with, with us, it might not be un, untruth or mistruth for everyone, but it's just not true for us. That can cause a lot of pulling back and constriction or feeling really kind of uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But truth, to me, it always kind of pulls mm. me forwards almost. Yeah, yeah, that's a really important right. thing to yeah. to lean into and to start to realize you're talking about things, uh, information that is mm-hmm. really worthy for us to yes. kind of learn. It's going to come in different forms. You're you're you are using the body gestures of an opening, so yes. the feeling within our bodies of opening. That's sort of like a uh, that feels kind of. It can feel kind of tactile in a way, but yeah. Then you've I know we've talked about before auditory, the different yes. kind of ways that people do get information. Yes, and we get it in so many different ways. Um, it could be, yeah, you hear, um, you hear it, and it's almost like not necessarily through your physical ears, but in your inner mind, or um you might see it. And that doesn't mean to you, yes, it does mean clairvoyance, but I've actually seen like a ticker tape of a message and it was um, actually with more clear audience. It was like I was receiving a message in a different way, but um, people might receive certain, it could be a certain scent. That is a scent that is maybe represents a loved one who's there to guide you and help you move forwards at times when you might need validation or extra dose of courage. Um, It could be colors like there's so many ways that, Mm-hmm. So not to be attached. Like some people come to me and they want to be more intuitive and they say, but I just don't see. It's like, <laughs> that's okay. Like you may start to see, but what if that's not the way you've chosen to receive intuition this life? Yes. Yes. And um, for some, it may be just in certain moments you, you speak and the words just come and out of your mouth comes these amazing words of wisdom or 
the question that the person needed to hear or whatever it is, it's just something that you didn't know it, you didn't think it, it just came through. Um, so that, you know, so that, yeah. Um, so this all kind of, I think I'm just going to reflect back to you. There are times when I feel like you're really tuning in and you act as a, a catalyst because mm. you ask these really deep, profound, pertinent <laughs> questions that I don't think would come from necessarily, they could come from your conscious mind, but I feel like, oh, here we go. She's, she's coming from her higher self yes yeah. soul at this moment and, and that's that. <laughs> yeah thank you for saying that and I think that I mean I always even for our listeners like if you that that's the kind of thing that I heard from you and it does it took me a while to believe is what I want to say and uh now I believe it to be true and I think it's uh it reminds me of kind of when individuals start learning the work with you is that to trust your own process. Because I was thinking when you were talking, oh, I've always been fascinated by the people who can see aura colors. And I think, gosh, I would love to be able to do that. And then I think, well, I mean, some people might say if you really worked on it, you could, but Mm -hmm. some people have the, the gift so naturally what it is for them. But I think it's, really like what, well, what, how does it come through for me? What are my gifts? And, and then really owning them because mm-hmm. when we own them, I'm finding that we can amplify them. Yes, absolutely. And for me, and um, this came to me years ago, the divine definition of power, like in, I think our modern world power is very associated with um, making things happen or making yeah. things you want to happen. So maybe manipulating others or um, managing, being very controlling or assertive or even aggressive. So it doesn't have a really warm and fuzzy kind of connotation, being powerful. But what came to me is the divine definition of power is knowing what your gifts are, Mm -hmm. using them, Mm -hmm. sharing them, and maybe at some point you'll even teach them. Wow. Yeah. That's what the power is because then it's like you know, that's why you came mm-hmm. here is to use mm-hmm. them and play with them yeah yeah that's what just came to me too that's what that's what we're here and I am hearing those messages uh starting to be more resounding in our culture and I know that when you're living a certain way you look on certain whatever it is the books mm-hmm. we pick up the social media, if you're on that, that we look at, it tends to be that kind of vibration. Mm -hmm. But uh, this message is starting to increase in its vibration or being amplified in a new way. So that's what I want everyone to hear is that this is for you, the listener today to listen into what are my gifts? What, wait, Mm -hmm. wait a minute, what, what, are the gifts encoded in me? What am I here to share? I mean, what do you kind of think about the questions our listeners can ask themselves or just to, mm. to begin that exploration? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is great. And I think there are, there's lots that's been written on this as well, but mm-hmm. the things that are coming to me right now is your gifts are things that often come to you so easily, so naturally. They're almost like a, of course, like, like for me, like knowing that question inside the sealed envelope, it was like mm-hmm. no brainer. Mm-hmm. I wasn't coming from my brain right I wasn't using my brain um so what are the things that come to you so so easily 
that you and that people you know may have recognized or thanked or appreciated you for or people always come to you and ask you to do this thing or the, these things that you do um you know what are they and how could you use those or you know what if you were to really look at them and appreciate them as gifts not this is so easy anybody could do it but this is so easy because it's a gift and then ask yourself so how can I maximize this how can I make the most of this? How can I share it? How can I bring more ease and grace into my life by really using this gift? Um, So that I think, and then it's often as well, the things that you just, you love doing so much that they don't actually drain you. They don't cost you a lot of energy and you could maybe do them all day. You do them for free just because you Mm -hmm. love it so much. Those tend to be gifts too. Wow. Yeah. And it may not be what your listeners um, are doing for a day job right now. Maybe something completely different. (laughs) So just being willing to go, okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not to say you don't have talents or abilities in in things that you're being paid for right now, right? But it may be things that, you know, just take you into a whole different realm, ways that you've never, ever thought about um, being able to live your life and be paid or supported um, by using these gifts and just having so much more joy in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It gives a lot to think about. And the thing that I didn't realize too, I'll say for the things that I'm finding are my gifts is I didn't think that they mm, were real or they were real skills or they were valued because you couldn't really measure them and you couldn't, Mm -hmm. uh, they weren't, they weren't really represented in traditional jobs. And I do think that with the interest, people are beginning to have more and more of looking within and Mm. discovering, uh, like you're saying, the gifts or, you know, why are these things happening in my world and trying to go into a deeper understanding there, we're seeing more people step into providing that, that I feel like it's healing work in, in different professions. Often it can be across coaching or healing or Mm -hmm. just these, um, these kind of professions, but I just didn't used to think that that was real or valid. And I knew because I always valued emotional intelligence. I remember getting Daniel Goleman's book when I lived in New Mm -hmm. York city, emotional intelligence. And I, I can't even say I read the whole thing. But I knew, I just thought like, this guy's got something. And I said it all these years that I valued it. But for me to truly believe was Mm. a different practice. And now I embody it because I do believe it. I've seen it play out Mm -hmm. in front of my eyes. And I think, especially I'm going to say with the children coming up is we're seeing Mm -hmm. this call for a different way of relating in the world and yes. being in the world. And I feel like there's a lot of opportunity here and yes. you're, you're nodding. So you feel this. Oh way. gosh. Cause yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I feel like, you know, the world that we, you and I were born into, I know I'm older than you, but kind of roughly the same kind of decades mm-hmm. or whatever um, that, you know, we came in at a time where this, what we're talking about right now and your inner world, was not something it was in certain communities but it wasn't widely accepted and there's been such a huge shift in our consciousness that this is more now recognized or accepted mm-hmm. and I do believe the vibration of consciousness as a whole has risen 
And that's why the children who are coming in, um, I believe not all, but many of the children coming in are coming in with completely, like all children come in and they're just pure awareness, right? Um, they're just, you know, they're open. But there are specific souls coming in now who are no karma. They're, they're not bringing in anything necessarily mm-hmm. to heal for themselves. They might be coming in to help uh, be a catalyst for heat to heal with others or humanity as a whole. Um, and they're coming in with such a pure a purity. Wow. And that wouldn't have been possible without all the heavy lifting mm-hmm. and um, dissolving and discreating that um, we've been doing on this planet. And it's, it's, it's still going on and it got, it's been really intense. And the last two or three years have been extra intense. So um, for, the, for you, Maureen, and me, and I imagine anyone listening to this podcast, um, we're all perhaps more sensitive than the average okay. person might mm-hmm. be. Um, and that just means that we're, we're uh, taking in more input or information or um, energy. Okay. And it might not even be ours. So even if we've navigated the last two or three years with all the craziness that's been going on in the world, feeling pretty clear and not really being um, too perturbed by what's going on, um, we're still affected by the energies that we pick up from our family, friends, our neighborhood, our community. So it's, it's been a time, I think, it's very important for us as light workers, as healers or sensitive beings to really, really put our own self-care front and foremost. Okay. Because I, I feel that there's a sense of it's been very draining, even if we weren't consciously aware of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need a few weeks, maybe a few months, maybe more, just to really kind of, oh, okay, I'm still here. Yeah. Good. Everything's good. And nurture our own energy systems so that we can be fully present and sharing our gifts in the brightest way. Yeah. And beyond. I love that. Yes. And so I know that recently or in the last year plus year to two years, you've created a, a process. I don't know if, if mm. process is the right word, but I'm talking about reroute. Yes. Yeah. Will you tell our audience about reroute? Oh, yes. It's one of my favorite, favorite tools. Thank you for bringing this up because mm-hmm. I hope that this, yeah, I'll be able to introduce it and people can use it if they want or try it. Um, so I think it was in 2020. Um, and I was drawn to the Hawaiian healing prayer technique of Ho'oponopono. And I took the certification training in it and I loved it. I thought it was wonderful. Um, I did see differences. And at the same time, I kept getting a sense. It's just like everything in our world is shifting. There's something about it that was like, there's another way, a higher vibration that wants to come in. So it's not that Ho'oponopono is no longer relevant. It was just mm-hmm. there's something new. Mm-hmm. And I, I could feel it. I knew it was something very similar. Um, Ho'oponopono, if somebody doesn't know what that is, it's you can say it in any order, but... Um, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I thank you. And you kind of say that again, whatever comes up into your awareness, you can do that on. And so I opened up my records and I asked and I got, yes, this, there's a kind of a 5D version. Wow. Um, 
okay, what is it? What is it? It's like, "Mm -mm." and they wouldn't, it wouldn't come through. I couldn't get what it was. And I did this for about four or five months and I got a bit frustrated. And then I was like, you know what? I'm trying to make something happen and it's not mine to make. This is going to come through when it's time. So I was walking in in the dog park, just walking around. It was a cold January day and suddenly, boom, the four phrases were there. And I went home, immediately did a video, sent it out to my community. And then the next month I started a 21-day experience with it. And then it became a, a monthly group and it's now evolving again. But it's been amazing. It's such a simple thing to do. And it's almost like um, if you imagine when we have a challenge, a problem, um, an upset, a pain, if you look and look at it as energy, a bit like water that's got stuck in a certain state mm-hmm. and energy is designed to flow. So I, the analogy I got was it's like an iceberg. You know, it, yeah. it's water, but it's, been, it's got contracted into a certain state of ice. So the reroute acts like the sun just beaming down on this iceberg and it just it it just turns transmutes it transforms it back into flowing energy and so what I found is um persistent worries it works really well persistent worries or um, negative thought patterns um anything you know a problem financial health relationship any kind of any kind of concern and the four phrases are very simple um they are I come from love. I am love. I am already loved. Mm. I am grateful for the I am that I am. Beautiful. And the first I am is capitalized, like I am meaning creator, source, all that is. So I'm grateful for the source energy that I am. Beautiful. Um, and you can repeat that. And there's all kinds of ways to play with it. Um, okay. Yeah. I love it. It's so soothing. And then when people are tapping into whether it's a persistent thought or worry, like you said, mm-hmm. is it, um, is that sometimes can they feel it in the body too, or find that, or do, is it just, uh, in the practice of the four phrases, Oh, just like a, yes. a kind of, how do they practice? Yeah. So we practice by, first of all, this might go against what a lot of like what you or other people have heard, um, rather than resisting this negative thought, worry, the pain, you actually give yourself permission to really feel it and present that. to it. Mm-hmm. And it because I believe that it's, it's there for a reason. It's there to bring something up, yes. teach us something. Um, and until we're willing to look at it or feel it, it's going to keep coming up. Yeah. So having that courage and saying, you know what, I'm, I'm being supported. Mm-hmm. I can do this. Mm-hmm. So um, what I do and on my website, there is a still available a training that goes into way more detail on this, okay. like 30 minutes, but yeah. um, it's like, whatever it is, is like, give yourself permission to say, I don't want to feel mm-hmm. whatever it is. I don't want to have this constant worry. I don't want to, I don't like having this pain, whether it's emotional, mental, physical. Yeah. Um, and really go there into like, this is the energy that's stuck. And then when we do the reroute and we say those four phrases again and again, and at first mm-hmm. it may feel really weird, unnatural, like I don't get in it, but just reminding ourselves that we actually come from love. Yeah. That's our true nature, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Love, light, energy. Um, 
we can, by the way, if love is a trigger word, you can change it to, I come from energy. I am. Okay. Okay. I'm already Mm -hmm. energized. So you can play with it. Um, But that love, that truth of who we are allows us to dissolve the illusion that we're not. And so the problem, so what can happen is we can feel more peaceful. We feel lighter, spacious. Sometimes what I've had is I'll get inspired. A solution will come to me while I'm doing the reboot. Mm -hmm. Um, All kinds of wonderful things can happen. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I've got the four phrases. I just wrote it on an index card on my bulletin board, just so mm-hmm. it's there as that reminder, but it makes perfect sense. The things you're talking about, um, about they show up for us for a reason. Mm-hmm. They, it makes sense that they often feel like they haven't been cleared yet, because if it's something that we keep on going back to and back to and back to, I can feel that the energy would get really stuck. It would get almost layer upon layer upon layer. So the love or the energy, if they want to use that word begins, I like how you said it transmutes it into Mm -hmm. the stuck into the flowing. And I just feel like that's so important because that's also, that's our spiritual sort of health. That's our mental health and it's our body health too, Mm -hmm. to be able to move and transmute what no longer serves us. Yes. Yeah, I think that's a really important what you just said there, though. It's our body health, too, because I think so many of us, especially if we're sensitive, we've, we come into this world and the world can seem very harsh or painful. You know, the way we've been brought yeah. up, it's like expect problems, you know, got to work hard for the money. Like, it's just like you know, anything comes easy isn't really yours. So we're kind of taught to look for the hardness, right? Um, uh, and so we think that being on the planet somehow is a punishment. Mm. or this is something we have to get through so we can actually finally go back home but I really want to encourage all of us really to look at our bodies are actually an answer to a prayer or request that we made at the soul level and they're an extension an expression of our own soul and that they're a vehicle for us to have these magical amazing experiences that are hard to come by outside of the planet earth (laughs) Um, so it's like yeah, so when we get into the body, when we're grounded, we can still we're still spiritual beings. It's not either or. I think um, some of us may have had a tendency to get into like a um, a meditation hotspot, like that's our go to, a refuge. Mm-hmm. But then we're not living our life. We're not being present. So I think what's coming through for us going forward is like the next step in our evolution is. Yeah, being in the nitty gritty of life, cooking, doing errands, you know, running the kids <laughs> back into for a school and um, being in a walking, breathing, um, being a walking, breathing uh, vessel of light. Mm-hmm. So bringing more of the love into whatever mm-hmm. we're doing, more of the compassion, more of the kindness, more of the appreciation. Yes. Um, even in the stressful situations, especially in the stressful yeah. situations. Yeah. And it is a a challenge it's an invitation I should say not challenge it's an invitation for yeah. us to grow yeah yeah and then with that kind of ritual or practice of something like reroute yeah it uh it does it it changes our cellular makeup it and then we do begin to embody it and so when those day-to-day um things mm-hmm. get overwhelming or they feel too much or we feel kind of exhausted I feel like that is sort of balm for the, yes. the places that feel harder, but it's easier to access once we've been practicing. 
Yes. Yeah. Cause it's almost like, um, yeah, absolutely. You said it perfectly. I, I don't have anything to add. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> well, Alicia, I know that, um, you know, you are also not only a master of everything you've talked about today, but I know the way that you share your work um, can be done individually, but can you tell our audience where to find you or yes. what kind of work you do? Yes. Oh, thank you. Yes. So your soul story.com is my website. That's S O U L. I always think S O L E would be great if I was a shoe designer or a cobbler, <laughs> but I'm not. Um, so yeah, your soul story.com and uh, things are always evolving in my business as well. And I'm being called to do more live groups um, in the coming year. I'm, um, very eager to see how that all unfolds, but, um, but yeah, I do have private coaching and you can, uh, connect through the website there or go to connect at your soul is okay. my uh, main email address. Yeah. Um, wonderful. Yeah. And there'll be more trainings and workshops and, um, yeah, just one-off events coming. Yes. Up. Yeah. And I'll vouch for, I've been in a mastermind of yours I I feel like I've done different classes over the years, including Akashic Records and learning about my relationship with my money story. So mm-hmm. yeah, listeners, check out her website. It sounds like everything's on there, including more information about Reroute. But I thank you so much for being here today, Alicia. It's been so fun and I've, I've grown and I've just learned <laughs> so much. So I just big gratitude for you. Thank you so much. It's been a a wonderful delight. And I can feel all your listeners like you feel like this community that you are a master at gathering. Ah. And so I just want to send a big hug to you and to all those who are listening. Um, you're so appreciated and you're so needed and uh, really take good care of yourselves um, ah. as you move into the, the coming yes. years. Cause uh, yes. yeah, we're important. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Well, thank you. And to my listeners, I will see you next time. It's been great having you and uh, see you in the next podcast. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Mystical Sisterhood. If you like what you heard, please visit iTunes or wherever you listen to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And I'd be so honored if you have time to leave a review. To find out more about my work, visit www.maureenspielman.com and download the five daily practices I can't live without. See you in the next episode.